Thank you for listening to our conversation today. During recording last week, it became clear that we had to split this initial talk into two parts in order for nothing to be lost due to time restrictions. Please enjoy part two of our special episode of Rock Shop Talk on diversity and inclusion in the decorated apparel space. In case you missed it, please visit rock.us forward slash rock shop talk. That's R-O-Q dot U-S forward slash R-O-Q shop talk. Or tune in wherever you get your podcast. Until next week, press onward. Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks best practices, fun antidote, and the latest cutting edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gear into hyperdrive. Today's episode features the topic of diversity and inclusion in the decorated apparel space. And we're joined by our special guests, Gavin St. George of Proud T-Shirts, Amber Massey of T-Shirts for Hope, Nick Burton of Eternal Designs, and Mike Kahn of Synergy Media. To follow the Rock U.S. tour bus and even reserve a visit when we come through your town, follow hashtag RockUSTour on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. Cool. We want to welcome everyone back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we discuss all things screen printing. Today, we are joined by our special guest, Gavin St. George of Proud T-Shirts, Amber Massey of T-Shirts for Hope, Nick Burton of Eternal Designs, and Mike Kahn of Synergy Media along with Rock US's Brian Richards and our creative producer, Meryl Caps, um, We again are discussing today diversity and inclusion in the decorated apparel space. And uh, we kind of left off uh, with uh, a question from Brian, if you want to re- kind of repeat that for our guests and, and we'll go around and continue our conversation. Sure. So we were kind of digging into the differences uh, earlier in diversity and inclusion and trying to understand what those differences are and then trying to understand um you know how to actually um instead of telling showing right and 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 really putting it out there to embrace what we're uh what we're saying and what we're um what's our intent what we're meaning to do and when we say we want to increase or be more aware or be more inclusive um and how do we go about measuring those things if we're if we're on this mission um, all together. So, um, you know, Gavin, I think, uh, uh, mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it's baby steps, right? It's not like you can see the finish line, but you can't go straight to the finish line. And maybe just opening that door is, is the first step in order to, um, you know, kind of, uh, almost force the issue and have it kind of become more natural and snowball from there. But I'd be interested to get everyone else's take on, things that you do within your business or what you would recommend for people who want to do this on how to measure that? I'll say from personal experience, which with All Made, I just, I mean, I love it. It's not really in my customer's budget right now, but it's something that I love and I support and I've tried to push it and I got a lot of pushback just because a lot of my customers just want cheap. Um, but one of my biggest things was with Ashley and Laurel and Ryan was I was, um, selling to my black customers and all their um, models were white and it was white, white, like white blonde hair. And I'm just like, y'all, I can't throw together a, you know, a proof on a white person with blonde hair when I'm selling to an all black organization. Like they're like, 
well, okay. And so I had the idea of like, can you get me a proof of like just the silo of like, what does the aluminum match? Is it, does it match alternative? Does it match Bella? And they're like, we're not sure. So I did all the research on it. And then I'm just like, this is what I need. Like, can I put your proof on this, you know, alternative shirt, which I totally should not, but um, kind of frustrated a little bit on there. And then maybe two hours later, Ashley calls back and she's like, hey, we're going to do a photo shoot and we're going to add to it that it'll be able to help you out. It was amazing. And it's not that they didn't want to provide that, or I just think they didn't know. I mean, it's one of those things like listening to everybody, you're going, wait, like, you know, I have a white person in a t-shirt and it's not gonna sell to the black community. Um, I think sometimes companies are naive on things or especially a newer company that it's not, they're not aware of it. But I think, for those of us that are minorities or anybody else, that a lot of places, if you just like, you know, make them aware of it, or they just, it just didn't click. Um, I think that a lot of companies will will do what they should to include people. I'm sure there are companies that will not, yeah, but I think it's, sometimes it's just awareness. It's um, interesting that you some things that you say that you know when I kind of went back to sort of this epiphany that I feel like I had not too long ago. I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you guys, I mean, I had it, Oprah Winfrey put out a great special in the last few weeks and she took over the entire um, group of discovery networks and had a panel much larger than the one that we have here today, but um, it was all people with different backgrounds and, and, and they were all talking about, you know, this current movement. And I, I felt like, again, when I didn't see before, like you're saying, like new companies, maybe they just don't see, you know, and this goes to Gavin's point, I think part of the problem is we have to start seeing before it needs to be proactive, right. Mm -hmm. And so this is when I was kind of asking about like, what can businesses do? And, you know, I know a lot of companies have uh, diversity teams, where they actually put together a group of people within the organization. You know, I'm sure organizations like Google and AT&T and et cetera have these. And it's a group that really focuses on that culture from a full aspect of the company. So it's not just, hey, who are we hiring? But it's what does our marketing look like? Who are we talking to? What are the messages we're putting out? What's going on social? Who are our customers, right? It's like this total inclusive model and you know it's i think it's the naivety you know of a new business or even of myself right and i I own this personally right now that you know we have that that that's not solving the actual big problem and it's like it's the proactiveness that actually needs to start to take place and take root in all small businesses medium businesses large businesses and with individuals um, proactively making that change. So I, I don't know, that wasn't really a question. I just kind of wanted to piggyback off of what you were saying, kind of add, you know, stuff that we're looking at doing here, you know, through all this. And, you know, me and my wife talk about all this every night and she's on social and she's like, Hey, I need to call this person. And it's like, you're starting to see a shift where it's this proactive shift because she'll read something and it's like, no, 
this can't come from you. I need to make a change. And she's, she's in education as well as, as you are. And, and so she's actually on a board of a diversity group and they're doing, you know, an entire push into the schools right now, because it's a big, it's a big problem. And it, it starts in the schools with, with that non-inclusiveness, especially when you get into predominantly white neighborhoods and, you know, areas that are predominantly one race, you, you know, it, it makes it really tough. So I think it's, it's time for, for everyone to make a stand. And I think that companies can put together groups of people that, you know, are on a mission to make change and that that's how it starts. So then it's not the customers coming and asking for a picture, or not someone pointing it out. It's already there. It's, it's, it's ready and it's a part of their culture and, and what they're doing moving forward. So, and again, that's no knock on, on all made in any way, but you know, I just wanted to take that and sort of expand on it a little bit. How does that run through? I'm sorry, go on. I I will say with this, with Meryl, I called earlier. First of all, I was confused on Pacific time, which I'm not good with numbers, but um, I totally lost my train of thought. But this, this sounds really bad, but like the rock woman or whatever, like I was not aware of that. And part of that is probably my fault until I got this email. Like you just said, like we started this movement for rock women. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, women rock. It's a a Facebook group. yeah. I haven't been on a lot of social media lately, but I'm like, I should know that stuff, but it's me being off social media. Um, mm. So I think as a, as a customer too, that we have to do a little bit of research, but y'all emailing me and reaching out, it was like, wait, I'm missing out on a lot of stuff. So I think y'all did a good job on that end. If you actually went through the customers and went, Hey, we're looking for a female uh-huh. to be on this panel. And stuff. That's interesting. Uh, for those who want to participate uh, perhaps offline is there from your perspective and your experience uh, is there a better place for us to get the word out that's not online i'm like i'm on social media i just like on it light i like i go on facebook when i have a question and i go to rock band or whatever gotcha um that's kind of my activity on social media but i I would think most people are on social media. Y'all, I'm not that old. I know I said I was old, but I am on social media. Amber, I, I, I hate social media. So I, I'm right there in your in your corner. It's an unfortunate thing that we have to use it for business, but uh, I would say it's hard to look at sometimes. Signing <laughs> up to do the um, follow by emails. Like I love getting emails in my box. Like that's the best place for me. I get on social media and I get overwhelmed or frustrated or sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with what's going on now. Like I want to focus on the positives, but as soon as I click on Twitter, it's just like, you know, my good vibes and my prayer time just went out the window in 30 seconds. Well, you and everyone here, everyone here listening are more than welcome to join. It's uh, hashtag women rock on Facebook. It's, it's all about uh, celebrating women in business and empowerment and talking about what we're talking about uh, right here today about, these sorts of things. So, by all means, just on Facebook, uh, the group is just on Facebook. But um, we we typically about once a month we'll get together for a, what we call a rocktail party, like th- hanging out like this on Zoom, and um, different people across the country uh, just share where they're at, what they need, what they're thinking about. Uh, and it's a closed. It's a closed group. Yeah, it doesn't. So go anywhere. It's, it's a. You know, safe space yeah. and, and we can send you an invite to totally it. yeah i think i'm already on there recently hey walt cool. can i touch on something you said please um 
So, because you said something, Amber said something, and, and I, I, I kind of want to say something, kind of going back to Brian's question of measurement. Um, let me, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, you, I, I guess I would let people say it's a movement, but it's not. It's more like a revolution, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much change that's happened out of this. Like, I, I, there's no, there's no one thing that's you know that's not happening now. And, and I go back to the also the diversity thing that you said as well. Uh, when the whole thing happened with H and M and with uh, Gucci, you don't think they said, "Hey, um, maybe we need to have some more black voices in here because we don't want to get dragged on Twitter or anywhere else uh, for that matter." Uh, I think it's the, hey, if somebody tells you there's a, there's a, you know, shark in the water and you still walk in the water, if you get bit, that's your fault. Uh, like if somebody tells you this is what it is, this is what it is. Uh, before you walk into the water, how about you come up with a plan and actually figure out how you want to navigate it, how you want to swim those waters. A diversity thing definitely has to happen. But here's one way to hold uh, yourself accountable and people can hold you accountable. Put out whatever your uh, whatever you plan on doing, put it out to the public. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Let me check less what you're saying you're, you're going to do. Uh, I think uh, Rock uh, Ryan had did that with the, I think it was the 365 as far as taking out certain harmful products uh, that will be, you know, cancer causing, right? Put it out there so we can see exactly what you're going to do. Uh, that way we can hold you accountable and say, hey, you said around this time um, this is supposed to happen. We don't see it. Uh, what's the hold up? Um, that's going to make you feel more accountable to this. Um, I know, for example, if I tell a customer that I'm going to do something and I don't do it when I need to, I get instant anxiety because I know they're going to call me. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, this is mad. he's, he's going to call me. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to have that problem. So that's one of those things. And kind of going back to Gavin's point with that, so it's literally show me the numbers, but show me the money. If you say you're going to actually put the money there, I hear all these people saying that they're donating this money to this cause. Where's Sway? I don't see this money. Like, where is it going? Um, you say you're doing it. It's just lip service. Show me where those dollars are actually going. Give me a, some type of statement, profit, loss, whatever. It doesn't matter. Show me exactly where those dollars are going so I can hold you accountable. And you should be willing to be held accountable to say, because it, it's more fulfilling for you. It's the um, it's the feeling that we all get and we have all experienced this. You get to prove somebody wrong, such a great feeling, right? You get to be like, hi, I thought I was going to fail. I didn't. I actually, you know, completed this task. I actually did what I was supposed to do. And as a company and as an industry, but it, it's one of those things where I do that. Like, I know that there's someone that's going to say, um, hey, you say you was going to do this, you didn't do it, I'm holding you accountable, right? And the way that that, that kind of works for us as a, as a business, right, that kind of comes across in the review, right? If somebody sends a, does a review of my, my company and they say, hey, uh, this person's great, but they didn't do this, this, and this, that's accountability. That makes me go back and say, hey, well, I need to kind of figure out how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to navigate that. It, it really, truly all goes uh, uh it's going to be measured by us all holding each other accountable i don't think it has to be something that's truly just an internal process it needs to be something that's very visible again it goes back to you know what i've said before i hear what you're saying 
but can I see what you're saying? Um, show me, you know, put your money where your mouth is. If you're saying you're going to do it, let's, let's see. Absolutely. Does anyone else have anything to add, Mike? No, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, echoing whatever, you know, like everybody has said it, um, uh, and, 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 you know, you go into what Nick just said, I mean, you know, like, you know, like when we, when we used to do things, that's exactly what we would do. Like, you know, like we would say that publicly, obviously, because we would set sell, you know, send press releases out about all this stuff. So it was out there, but you know, then the last thing we wanted to do is have people come to us and question our motives or, you know, like, are we really doing it? So Every time that we would make a donation, we would take a screen cap of the donation or the letter from the, you know, from the wherever we gave the money and stuff. And we would post that, you know, front and center. That way there was no question that, you know, like you said, that like it wasn't that it was just the intent there, but there was the action that followed it. And we did what we said that we would do, you know. Awesome. Well, hopefully, you know, as we plan internally, um, I love accountability partners. So I'm, yeah. I'm very big on that. In fact, Ryan is is my weight loss accountability partner right now, um, and he talks to me every day about how much I worked out and how many ice baths I took. <laughs> so um, it'll be cool to like have this group, maybe even. I mean, for us, I think that the outside that you know, there's an internal perspective, then there's an external perspective perspective as well, and having those two. Um, join forces to make change is, is always best, right? It's always that two heads are better than one. And obviously, you know, eight heads are better than two. Um, and, and this is something that we want to really dig into. So I, I hope that uh, some of you on this call would be willing to, to help us, you know, in this journey and, and be that accountability partner, just as, as Nick said, because it's an important part of everything we do in life. If you don't have that that person holding you accountable, it's, it's really easy to, to, you know, stray off course and, and it's almost like you all for naught, right? right? So, um, very cool. And that brings me kind of to this next quote, um, fashion conglomerate PVH reported two studies by McKinsey and company, which revealed that organizations with a high level of racial and ethnic diversity in their senior management ranks were 33 to 35% more likely to be high performing than their peers. Research has demonstrated that diverse organizations are more innovative. A Columbia, a Columbia Business School study focused on, I think you misspelled that. Expatriate. Oh. Expatriate creative. Expatriate creative. <laughs> Directors. directors found that international and intercultural exposure helps the fashion business that the uniqueness in their cultural experience had positive effects on their creative process. So just what is, does that quote ring true to anyone in here? And I know Nick wrote a little bit about this again in his blog um, when we're talking about managerial level diversity sort of in the beginning of this quote. So I wanted to kind of open up the floor um, to get some thoughts on, on that information. I mean, you know, like, I mean, how can, like, how can it not? You know I mean? It's like now, you have this like diverse group of people that like, you know, I know, you know, and again, maybe, but you know, like I know what like my community, my LGBT community, like, you know, you know, tend, you know, gravitates towards to just like, you know, Gavin, Nick may know what African-American community may gravitate to just like Amber may know what women want. Right. So of course, you know, like having people 
that run your business, you know, in, in, and literally run the business, right? Be, these executive and stuff, you know, be diverse is it like it's just natural that, that that business is going to be more successful because all these uh, people can give input as to how to really reach out the wide audience and not that just white male or white female, you know? Right. Absolutely. And how not to reach out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because there's definitely the wrong way of, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and, you know sometimes, you know, I think the intent is good. It just, uh, it's kind of like misguided, unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. because, again, it was driven by somebody that, you know, you know, we're trying to, you know, I think often, you know, large corporations have really good intent, but, you know, it's, you know, and they're, let's say they're trying to reach, you know, the LGBT community. So instead of having somebody, you know, that's part of their, let's say, employee resource group, right? You know, kind of like drive that initiative. They're going to have somebody that can't really relate to it. So, it, it, you know, it, it, you know, they'll create a, a product or an initiative that, even though that the intent was good and they wanted to do something positive, it came off in a wrong way because really it didn't. <laughs> you know, it wasn't relatable to that specific demographic that they're going after. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also, I'll say this to piggyback off that, it's just perspective too, right? I mean, if you have a diverse group of people, you're, they're all going to have different perspectives, which you're going to be able to get to a really good consensus of how you should move about doing something, right? I mean, if you bring this point, if Mark brings his point, Amber brings his point, Gavin brings his point, if we all bring these points together and say, well, I don't know about this, I don't know about that, we can have a really good conversation before we actually get to a, a nice conclusion, but we've thought about all angles, all sides almost. So when you do something, it really does, it, it seems well thought out because you have all these different perspectives added into the conversation versus maybe one single solidarity kind of, you know, thought process of line or thinking uh, that's, you know, one perspective that, again, goes to Mike's point, like, you put out something and you're like, oh, that, that didn't work right. You know, that didn't do what I want. Um, so, yeah, just perspective, man. I mean, I think that's that's easily one reason why uh, those businesses are a lot more successful, for sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this. So I'm the owner of my business. So almost pretty much anything I say goes, right? So I kind of drive the vibe or drive the, the feel that I want in my business, right? Um and I have a lot of influence in my, uh, in my business, right? So let's say in a corporate setting, an employee may not have that much influence, but a, an executive will. So inclusion, yeah, could start with a, an employee. But like real, like if making a true difference and you want to like reach, uh, say, a broader customer base, has to be somebody that has a voice that's respected. The person that's like, let's say McDonald's has cooking your fries is nobody's gonna really like listen to that person, right? But let's say the manager of that place or the VP or whatever, if that person's kind of represent, people could kind of connect with that person. Yeah, so they'll have a lot more influence. So it's definitely getting well, I'm all for getting uh, black people in like position where they could have influence uh, when it's deserved. Um, so yeah, that's my thought on that. Nice, really nice, beautiful.
Thank you for joining us on this conversation. If you'd like to be more involved or have ideas to share, please send them to hello at rock.us. That's hello at roq.us. You know, one of the things uh, that is, I think is so awesome about this industry is that, you know, it's not just ink on shirt, right? It's not just business. It's like, literally, we are helping to get a message out there uh, where, you know, you'll see somebody wearing your t-shirt or wearing your or holding your sign or wearing a hat that has a particular message at a rally or at an event uh, advocating for a cause and in a way like enacting change. Um, so I just wanted to go around and kind of, you know, hear if there was anything that stood out uh, to anybody now or, you know, potentially in the past where you've had a particular piece of uh, art or a particular message um, that just resonated with you and that you were um, proud to be able to, um, to not only produce, but to, uh, you know, really feel like you were influencing um, change in a particular area. Um, I, I get, go ahead, Gavin. <laughs> um, I would say um, recently I've done something because uh, I tend to do a lot of printing for uh, some clothing brands um, and there's a clothing brand recently that they wanted something kind of new and fresh um, something that will attract more uh, some of the younger youth and I was like okay um, you know how it kind of goes sometimes people come in with an idea and they want to do something and you're like okay do you want to do what now and they're trying to sell you on the idea and it's not not really clicking. So they kind of told me what their idea was. And uh, I was like, I'm going to have to sit on it. And I was like, it's okay. Take your time. We have some time for it. So I sat on it for private as long as I could sit on it. And I was like, hey, so where is that uh, that art that you say you're supposed to do? And I was like, um, yeah, I, I'll get it to you. Uh, funny enough, I, I th I'm very much a, um, a Kobe Bryant fourth quarter kind of guy. So I was like, eh, let me uh, let's see if I can just put something together real quick. So in like two hours, I do something together. But whatever reason, I, I guess in that time span, it kind of it clicked what they were looking for. But essentially, it's an it's a heart that has uh, five different colors, and all different colors are kind of different. And uh, the whole thought process behind this for their movement is love, love lives. And their whole thought process is it lives everywhere. It lives in you. It lives in everything that we do, uh, whatever you continue to do and you, you, whatever that may be, just understand that you should do it with love because love, you know, has no bounds. And I think for me right now, I think that, that's kind of what we need. We, need. we need a little bit more love across all spectrums, man. I, I generally love everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I have, I, I don't really, there's no need for me to dislike or hate anybody. If I don't know you, like, let me just talk to you. Um, if you're an asshole after that, then I can say, all right, I don't know if I like him like that. Uh, but until then, let me just talk to you. Um, and I think for me doing that particular piece, um, at the time was, I didn't know how impactful it was. Um, I did it and I was like, okay, yeah, here you go. And I thought, oh my God, this is great. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I didn't really think too much else about it, but the, the response from their customers think that's what got because I think it resonated with them. Uh, I mean, the order initial order was for like, um, I think they, they did pre-orders and, you know, it was like a hundred shirts and then 
not even two days later, that's like, hey, we need another order. And I was like, oh, okay. So the message kind of started to kind of move a little bit more. And I was like, hey, um, I think that's what it's all about. But messaging is everything. But for me, that was the that was the one piece of art as of late that I was like, uh, you know, I, I, it kind of resonated with me a little bit. Mr. Gavin? Mike, you got anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, a lot of my customer base are Haitian. I'm Haitian. So, uh, yeah. And it's kind of crazy that we're talking about this because, like, if you think about it, Haitians are Black and refugees, a lot of us, right? So it's like a double battle in some ways, right? Because I remember just growing up, I had to almost kind of earn the respect of Blacks in this country, right? Mm. And then got to that, had to earn the respects of whites in this country. Just like, all right, so whatever. Okay, so <laughs> a favorite. Um, so I a lot of stuff that I do is like, you know, especially when I do um, projects for Haiti or that has Haiti uh, connected to it is done like a lot of time from my heart and sometimes not even for profit, right? So there's this artwork that we've done that has. If any of you guys went to Haiti with uh, with all made, not oh my been in Haiti. You know about tap tap tap, tap right? <laughs> yeah. So you see all the cars with all the crazy uh, designs on them. Yeah. You know, that was like a crazy. Uh, so we had a client that came to us that wanted to. It's actually a pretty uh, well uh, high profile Asian uh, person. They came to us. They wanted this tap tap, and we know screen printing with a lot of colors is crazy. A lot of um, setup and time. Uh, at first, we was like, I don't know if we want to do this. But when it came out, it came out so nice. So that that artwork was, it was rewarding in the sense where it was like a challenging artwork to do. Like on the screen printing side, it was also rewarding because it was a Haitian art. It was uh, rewarding. It got a lot of publicity within the Haitian community. That shirt was like a big hit within like uh, the community, a lot of talks was about on social or whatever. Did one a couple years ago and I think after this conversation I'm I'm gonna reprint it, but it just says um if it matters, let it matter. Just very simple wording. That's and great. I feel like right now just everybody is in different places with the virus and Black Lives Matter and just especially being in Georgia, you know, got so much going on lately. I think I'm just gonna relaunch it and I mean everybody can wear it. Doesn't matter if you're black, white anything else if it matters let it matter that's awesome cool. i like that a lot and mike are you, i bet you've got a, a slew of a, yeah a, I'm, I'm like you know like which one i i, I mean uh, you know obviously you know like that's kind of like you know what we do but you know you know one of my favorite ones is just you know like legalized love i mean and I, I, I think it's just like universal right i, I mean obviously the, the you know, LGBT community, you know, like it uh, clearly, you know, you know, until marriage uh, equality, you know, like we weren't able to, you know, to, to marry. Um, but, you know, just overall, I mean, if you look back, you know, there was a time when, you know, if you were black, you wouldn't be able to marry, you know, a white person. And it, it just, you know, things, you know, we live in, in a time where things change and, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully that, you know, as we move kind of like, forward in time they they change in a positive way 
uh, as you guys mentioned at the beginning of the, um, you know, of the podcast, there have been some really, you know, exciting news that came out of, uh, uh, you know, SCOTUS, you know, like this week, you know, like, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, you know, like with the, you know, with the workplace protections for, you know, LGBTQ um, individuals. And then, you know, today, you know, with the DACA, you know, protection, which is huge. So, you know, as as messed up as the, you know, the the country may be and, you know, kind of like the messaging from the top that, that you know, comes out daily, you know, sometimes I honestly... I, I was like, do we like live in the same realm? And I literally mean realm because, you know, clearly we perceive things in a completely different, you know, di- di- different ways. But, you know, I, I, I think the, you know, the protests that have happened over, you know, like last couple of weeks and, and honestly, they're still ongoing, which is amazing to see, um, you know, clearly uh, are, uh, are having an effect, right? We were, we were talking earlier about, you know, not action and then the effect like you're definitely seeing it, you know, like, you know, with public pressure, things change. And if you, if, and if you apply that pressure long enough, you're going to see, you know, going to see results. And I hope that, you know, uh, you know, as a, you know, as a country and as a community, we don't stop applying pressure and think we, you know, until we see all the changes that we, we want to see and until everyone, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, color of your skin or, you know, your sexuality or, you know, gender or whatever it may be, uh, you know, until we're truly equal, because, you know, we're not, I mean, that's just a matter of fact. Yeah, it's, um, I, I like what Nick said earlier, it's, it's a revolution. And, you know, it's sad, it saddens me to think, like, we're here right now, this stuff all just happened. Why didn't this happen 10 years ago? 400 years ago. I mean, it's been 400 years. I'm actually getting emotional. I'm sorry, because it, it just, it's tough. Well, to 1968 already happened. The, it took this. Yeah. And it's happened already. I mean, not in my lifetime or any of yours. I don't think anyone here is old enough. But I mean, you know, it's like, it's it's just been ongoing. And it's just crazy to me. So I, I hope that uh, that this isn't a movement. I know for us, it's a revolution and, you know, we, we can spearhead change hopefully within our industry and and definitely outside of it. And I do kind of want to sort of wrap up. I've got another question, Um, you know, for, for me um, and our group here, we, we've been following um, Oprah Winfrey segments on where do we go from here? If you guys haven't seen it, it's actually, um, really, really, really incredible, really powerful conversations um, that she's having with with a whole group of professionals in all different walks of of life um, in, in the African American community in the U.S. And um, you know, I wanted to let our viewers know it's called "Where Do We Go From Here." You can see it on Discovery. It's also on uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network. You can go straight to that from Google. Just Google Oprah Winfrey Network. It's on her homepage. It's free to watch. But do any does anyone uh, on the call have good resources or things that they've seen? I know what's hard right now is the the media is not the place 
to get good information. I mean, we've kind of touched on that a little bit in this conversation. You're either getting far left, far right, crazy, far this way. I mean, there it's just, it's not a great source right now. So I wanted to give you guys an opportunity, maybe give some of our listeners some things that you found or, or websites or resources or resources within local communities that are good places for folks to go to get more educated on the topic of diversity inclusion and to be a part of, you know, this revolution that we're talking about right now. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I, I just think, you know, like, you know, as far as, you know, like resources, information, you know, like look for information within the marginalized groups, you know, like listen to them, you know, like don't, don't get it from the media, you know, get it directly from the people that are being affected by whatever is going on. And, and again, you know, for each kind of like disenfranchised group or community, you know, resources are going to be different, but, you know, we're fortunate enough to live in, in, in an age where, like, you know, like you said earlier, you know, a simple Google search with some keywords will lead to some, you know, pretty reputable, you know, sources on there. Um, uh, but again, just, you know, like try to go to the source rather than relying on whatever it may be. What, you know, definitely it's not social media because we definitely know that that's not, uh, you know, it definitely skews one way or another. Um, but again, you know, uh, you know if, if it's truly something that, you know, that interests you, um, you know, I would definitely say, you know, like, go, you know, go to the source. Also, you know, like for business owners that, you know, that, that may, uh, you know, be minority business owners, I strongly, you know, encourage them. And those of you that are on the call as well, like, you know, like there are uh, national accreditations to, to become, you know, a minority business. Um, and, and, and again, it, 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 if nothing else, it gives you an opportunity to get in front of people that normally you wouldn't be able to on a kind of like level playing field. And it's really up to you to put your best, you know, best foot forth. Um, but uh, again, like, you know, I think I said it earlier, you know, take that um, what makes you unique and make it like a strength rather than something that, you know, that, that, that you think is kind of like holding you down as a business owner. That's great. Anyone else have a feedback? Yeah. There? Yeah. So um, definitely, I would say uh, definitely piggybacking off of what uh, Mike said. Uh, you know, definitely look at the groups uh, that, that are being marginalized uh, for sure. They definitely can give you good resources. Uh, I'm a documentary kind of guy. Um, one documentary right now uh, that kind of very much kind of at the root or the basis here, uh, 13th is on Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, kind of talks about the uh, whole kind of prison system and kind of what's going on with that. Um, I think that's a good place to start. There are other documentaries as well. Um, I think personally, when I watch those things, I tend to take, like, I've taken a lot of notes here in this, con in this conversation, but um, I, I, I tend to take that stuff and then do more Google searching and researching out of it. But I would say right now, if you kind of want to know why, um, you know, the whole, you know, NFL thing with Colin Kaepernick happened and uh, a few other things as well, and the, the whole thing around police uh, brutality, start there. Uh, that's a really good place to kind of look at. Um, also, going back to the things for minority businesses, I, I'm going through the process now becoming a minority nationally accredited 
uh, minority business. Um, somebody talked to me about that. I got that from my, my small business uh, administration kind of um, uh, office here. Uh, they kind of was telling me about it and saying, hey, man, there's a lot of money there um, to be made and there's money allocated just for these businesses. So that's something I'm in the process of doing now. Um, so I would say definitely for businesses, uh, check, the, you know, your small business administration office or anything like that. Tip to have information about that, that can kind of help you uh, learn what some of these programs are. Um, that can help your, uh, your business as well. And of course, uh, any level of documentaries um, talking about these issues. Um, Tiger King, you're not going to get any, too much out of that, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the third thing, you know, that, that's a good starting place, but yeah, I mean, documentaries is probably a good place to start. Awesome. With. Awesome. Thank you. Anyone else? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I would say, um, somebody told me this before in my life early, uh, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. Like if you're looking for good, you're going to find it. If you're looking for bad, you're going to find it. Like, uh, come on. Like, um, I would almost challenge, like, do this, uh, what me and Nick does all, often, go into the room where you're not comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, go into the room where you're probably, like, the only person. Like, we know all these groups where there's L uh, LGBT women groups or Black groups. They all have their own little conferences, their own little talks. They're, like, these things are uh, widely available everywhere. So I would say... It would be that maybe like where it's not so raw, like it could be like in a professional setting, like say a conference or whatever. Like, yeah, maybe attend like a black professionals conference or something like that. Or, That's great advice. Kevin. I love that. That's like real world. Just that is great advice. Yeah. Then, then you will hear the conversation and you understand like what type of tone or what type of like how to speak to some of the pain or some of the struggle, whatever. So that would probably be my advice. Thank awesome. you. Amber, you have anything to add? I'm, I'm with Nick on documentaries. Um, as for news and outlets, I go from one extreme to the other by choice, and then I research in the middle. So like we were talking about just current events in Atlanta. I mean, I spend an hour on CNN, an hour on Fox, and then I, I research and watch raw video. Just so, you know, they always say there's his side, her star, his side, her side, and then the truth. Mm. So I get as much knowledge from everywhere, and then I dig in. Awesome. Very That's cool. really wise. Uh, something I'd like to say in, in relation to this is that something that's very clear to me is that this conversation, there's no way for this to be uh, exclusive to this one talk. So it's my hope that we can continue this as a series and pick up with all you wonderful ladies and gentlemen uh, and elsewhere out there to continue where to, like you said, Nick, uh, to hold us accountable, to hold you accountable, to, to share this journey together as we progress and, and learn from what we've learned here and apply it in our business and our relationships, et cetera, but to check in periodically and say, how are things going? And, uh, what are some new ideas? So if you'd be open to that, we'd love to have you back and continue leading the charge here. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, so just, a, just a quick little random thing. If, um, you know, Gavin, you were talking about, you know, going to conferences and stuff, you know, I'm a, not the most eloquent people. You know I mean? There's, you know, I, I really enjoy, uh, you know, hearing people that speak well, 
if you guys ever have an opportunity to to actually go to TEDx, TEDx, the local version of TED Talks, you know, TED Talks are impossible to get into. You have to be invited, but, you know, TEDx is local. If you want to go somewhere for a day or two and feel super, like, recharged and driven and inspired by people's stories, like, I highly recommend it. It just, it really gives you this kind of, like, uh, renewed, like, energy and, 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 and drive. Um, and, again, you, you can get that definitely from some of these you know, like minority, you know, like conferences that they have as well. Again, there's some really powerful speakers that definitely, you know, give you the, you know, the, the energy that you need and that can sustain you for, you know, through the next few months, you know, in your, in your, in your life. Awesome. Awesome guys. Well, I want to end here with just an unbelievable, huge thanks to all of you for joining us and being a part of this talk. And as, as Meryl said, hopefully not hopefully it's not a hopefully we will continue this conversation hopefully you'll be a part of it and and you know enjoyed uh, our time here today actually I'd, I'd love one more favor and this is something you guys can all think about but i would like to start a um some kind of hashtag like we have the women rock which is its own thing i'd love something for what we're working towards here in diversity and inclusion. If you guys come up with something cool, um, please shoot it over to Merrill or, yeah, or, or let us know. Uh, it's something we're going to kind of noodle on, but I want to put it on the side of our tour bus. Um, we're getting the whole thing wrapped and it's going to have some of our, we only have like three main hashtags. And so I'd love to add this one to it and then have a way to start, you know, tagging our progress and, and, you know, putting stuff out there to create that accountability. Mm. Um, and possibly even get like a cool, like closed Facebook page going for shop owners, like a, a nice place for everyone to, you know, run ideas past each other, hold each other accountable. Um, I've always had accountability partners through business and it's, it's such an important thing and it's easier to do in a, in a closed setting where, you know, everyone's, uh, comfortable. So. I would have loved to have posted that t-shirt on a closed group and let Nick have told me in a closed group that I would get bashed on Twitter before I went live. I mean, that would have been huge. It would have saved me days of tears. I mean, like, I seriously, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I am done. I'm not coming up with any ideas. I'm not going back to the shop. So I would have looked at it and said, I don't know if this one's it. I would have said, I think you might want to. Well, I'm up. wearing white. White silence is violence to an all white baseball turn this weekend. So we will see. Mm -hmm. I might be on the newspaper for one reason or the other. Yeah. <laughs> white uh -oh. silence. I stand with you. I want to give a huge thanks to our special guests, Gavin St. George of Proud T-Shirts, Amber Massey of T-Shirts for Hope, Nick Burton of Eternal Designs, and Mike Kahn of Synergy Media for participating today in our diversity and inclusion podcast. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week. Tune in next week or at your convenience on wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. That's R-O-Q Shop Talk. On our next show, we'll discuss the topic of foil, special effects, and simulated processes in screen printing. If you'd like to join the live Zoom hangout or even request to be on the show, please visit rock.us forward slash rock shop talk. If you found today's episode helpful, the greatest accolade we could ask for is for you to recommend it to a friend 
who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, rockers, press onward.